0: Welcome to the podcast for Runaway. I'm the author, Sabine Wilder, here to read my book to you. Let's get started. Chapter 17 Changes. Evie paced back and forth in front of the door to the meeting room as she waited for the others to arrive. Anna watched her, eyes darting back and forth under dark lashes, from Evie to the floor, then back again. Walter had brought her when he intercepted Evie in the hallway. He wouldn't say exactly what was going on with Fenris, but Evie knew it wasn't good. The way Walter wouldn't look her in the eye told her something was wrong. Then she was told to summon the rest of her pack. Whatever it was would be broken to them as a group, affording her no respect as their leader. The boys arrived with Susan in tow. Les raised a curious eyebrow, but all Evie could do was shrug in response. She had no answers for them. The door opened and they were called inside. Evie squared her shoulders, marching into the room to face whatever Fenris was going to throw at them. Her heart nearly stopped when she saw the pale woman sitting at the head of the table. Evie's hackles rose. She should have known. "'Please have a seat,' came a familiar, snide voice, as the woman lifted her head from her notes." Dark curls fell across her face, refusing to stay in the neat bun, pulling back her hair. A ghost of a smile pricked the edges of her red, vampire lips. Evie wanted to scream, but kept her face expressionless. Long time no see, Lilith. What brings you to my neck of the woods? You mean Agent Armstrong, I'm sure. She hung her seniority over Evie's head. Please, have a seat and we'll get right to the heart of the matter. Evie scraped a chair across the floor, plunking herself directly opposite Lilith. She felt her pack take their seats around her, rather than watch them, her eyes trained on the woman opposite her. She knew Lilith, intimately, and her presence here would only spell trouble for her pack. Les laughed, but there was no humor in it. It had to be you, didn't it? You can take up my assignment to this case with the heads of Fenris if you wish, Mr. Burns. But for now, I'm here until the end, one way or another. Evie's mouth went dry. You've been assigned to Hunter's case permanently? As the new head of the case, I would hope so. The floor felt like it had been ripped out from underneath Evie. This couldn't be happening. Who died and made you boss? Les didn't bother containing his scorn. It's not a death, but the lack of results that have promoted me to this position. I don't doubt that the agents who have worked on this case in the past have done so with passion. But if passion could yield results, we wouldn't be sitting here now. What this case needs is a tactical mind. You mean a soulless bloodsucker? Les slammed his fist into the table. Watch your mouth. Evie growled at him. If she could contain herself. She expected Les to be on his best behavior. The Cheshire grin never left Lilith's face. The bleeding hearts have had their shot. Now it's my turn, and I expect full compliance. That won't be a problem for you, will it, Les? Fenris will have our full cooperation, Evie answered for him. Good, Lillis said, because as of this moment, you, Evelyn, and Leslie Burns are stripped of any authority and official involvement in this case. You and your pack are to be treated as civilians. The chair clattered to the floor behind Evie as she sprang to her feet, her composure gone. What? Lilith sighed. I was afraid you would act like this, Evelyn. This is not your case. It never has been. All these years I've given my aid to Fenris to bring this murderer to justice, and that means nothing to you? Fenris is grateful for your past contributions and continued cooperation. But that doesn't mean it's what's best for us right now. I can't let your good intentions get in the way of our success. Oh, that's rich. Why don't you drive a silver stake through my heart, Lil? Finish what you started a hundred years ago. Evie wanted to crumple to the floor. Only her anger kept her standing. Evelyn, this isn't personal. I'm doing what I think is best for everyone. Evie wanted to scream. She wanted to rip Lilith's smug face off her skull, but that wouldn't change the mess they were in. Worse still, the conniving snake had demoted her right in front of her pack. She couldn't look at her charges, though she could feel their fear and confusion rising through their bond. Now, now, it's not all bad news. Lilith's tone was anything but reassuring. In fact, you may be pleased to know that Susan's adjudicator has arrived, and we can begin the process of assessing her. We can't start now, Les rose at Evie's side. Not with all the stress Susan is under. I move we postpone Susan's assessment until Hunter is caught and the danger has passed. Overruled. Lilith sat cold and still as a statue, unmoved by Les's outburst. I am aware of the extreme circumstances regarding this assessment, but given how long the process is, I see no reason to delay. You wouldn't want to keep Adolphus waiting, would you? A spark of hope lit in Evie's chest. Perhaps not everything was bad news after all. She straightened herself, reaffirming her command. No, we won't keep him waiting. Excellent. I'll let him make arrangements with you as he likes. Lilith jotted some notes on a piece of paper in front of her, ignoring the pack. Are we done? Evie wanted to get out of the room. Don't you want to know what the plan is regarding Hunter? Lilith asked without looking up from her notes. I didn't think us civilians would be privy to such matters, Evie sneered. I think it's to our benefit to keep you informed, well... To a certain extent, anyway. Lilith rose from her seat and made her way around the table to where Anna sat, leaning toward the girl, inspecting her. So this is the target. Evie had to unclench her jaw to speak. Anna Russell. You're lucky to have joined us, Anna. I understand things have been uncertain for you, but you're safe now under my jurisdiction. Anna said nothing, avoiding Lilith's gaze. Reaching forward, Lilith curled a finger under Anna's chin, lifting her face until their eyes met. She's cute, too, but then you always had good taste, Evelyn. Evie felt her claws digging into her palms, the urge to knock Lilith's head off her body rising. She's also a minor under my care, so I'd appreciate you keeping your grubby paws off her. Lilith drew back, laughing. Oh, Evelyn, I'd like to say, well, I never, but... She ran her eyes over Evie. Well, case in point. Weren't you going to tell us something useful? Less step between them. Like what your plans are? Lilith pursed her lips, weighing her words. Well, right now we have the advantage, don't we? Given our position, the next move is Hunter's, and we're going to wait and see what he does. That's it. Evie was tired of being toyed with. That's your grand plan? We're supposed to sit around and wait? That's what you're going to be doing, yes. Don't worry. Fenris will not be idle. But the less you know of the details behind the scenes, the better. So that's it. You drag us in here to tell us there's nothing we can do but sit and wait while Hunter makes a play for our lives. Lilith wandered slowly back to her seat on the other side of the table. Patience never was your strong suit, Evie. Yes. For now, you are going to wait. Obediently. Until our situation changes. Is that clear to all of you? Crystal. Evie spoke for her pack. You should consider yourselves lucky I've allowed you so many freedoms... Of course, anyone who can't follow Fenner's directions will be put into solitary confinement. But that won't be an issue, will it? Lilith looked at each pack member in turn, daring them to defy her. Silence permeated the room. Evie folded her arms across her chest. Good. Lilith took her seat again, going back to her notes. Guards will be posted to watch the girls 24-7... If you need anything, please feel free to let me know. You are dismissed. Evie stormed out of the room, fuming, but didn't open her mouth until she was well out of earshot. That impossible bloodsucker! She raised her fists into the air, resisting the urge to slam them through the walls. What was that all about? Susan whispered to Les. Evie and Lilith have a history... Thank you, Captain Obvious. What about? It was a long time ago. Evie faced Susan. As much as she didn't want to relive old memories, the girls deserved an explanation. After Hunter took my first love away from me, I found solace with Lilith for a while. What? Susan shrieked. You guys were involved like that? That explains a lot. Anna shivered. I didn't like the way she looked at me. Evie saw red. That's because that woman is a snake. She'd eat you alive if she could and spit you back out for the sake of watching you squirm. Nothing like a burned lover's scorn. Les tried to make light of things. I wouldn't add fuel to the fire, Sam warned him. The wave of anger passed and Evie composed herself. Well, We can't change the situation right now, but don't think I'm not going to try. My first responsibility is to all of you, and I'm going to protect you no matter what. The faces around Evie ranged from hopeful to unsure. She couldn't blame them. Doubt nagged at her own confidence, but she'd be damned if she gave up that easily. When she looked at Les, a knowing glance passed between them. You should go, he said. Do what you need to do. It was her brother's way of telling her she should go blow off some steam before she tore down the walls around them. Evie nodded her thanks and left them in the hall, her feet taking her through the school without thinking until she reached a remote corner of the building. She fumbled through a set of keys, her hands trembling as she put one in the lock and gave it a turn. The door opened, revealing an empty room before her. The windows on the far side stretched almost to the ceiling. Letting cascades of afternoon sunlight wash the floor, Evie shut the door behind her, walking slowly towards a boombox across the room. Her reflection walked with her, cut in half by a bar at her midsection. Evie fumbled through a series of tapes before realizing the one she wanted was already in the machine. The play button sank under her finger, and she cranked the volume. Relief washed over her as Evie walked to the middle of the empty dance floor. Shaking off the last bit of wolf, becoming fully human again. She became aware of her body, the flexing of each muscle, the tension that had built in her shoulders. She needed to let that go. Toes pointed, arms poised, she danced through the room, losing herself in the motion. Here she could be as aggressive or incorrect as she wanted. She took her hurt and anger channeling it through her body to make something beautiful as she danced away. During a spin, Evie caught sight of the open door and someone watching her. She stiffened as Anna's scent hit her nose. The girl stood wide-eyed, frozen with one hand still pushing the door open. "'Well, don't stand in the doorway,' Evie snapped. "'Come in and close it behind you.' "'Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.' Anna stumbled in, shutting the door. I'm done anyway. Evie ran her fingers through sweat-soaked hair. What are you doing up here anyway? Les sent me. He wanted to know if you were coming down to dinner. Is it that late already? Evie saw the setting sun through the windows. Time had flown while she worked out her anger. I didn't know you liked to dance. Anna inspected the room. But her eyes kept darting apprehensively in Evie's direction. Evie watched the girl's guarded glances, reading a familiar body language. Anna was shy, but there was an interest and curiosity there aimed at Evie. It was something Evie knew she should quash, but she couldn't find it in her to put Anna through anything more than she had been through already. "'There's a lot you don't know about me,' Evie said. "'As I keep finding out,' Anna paused." waiting expectantly for Evie to say more. I'm sorry about Lilith, Evie blurted out. I had no idea she was going to be there. It's not your fault, Anna said, running a hand over the bar. No, but it is my job to protect you, and if I could help it, I'd keep that woman as far away from you as possible. She seems to enjoy getting under people's skin. She's always been like that. But usually she's far more reserved and charming when it comes to first impressions. Then again, maybe she was forward with you for the sake of getting under my skin. I can't believe you dated someone like that. People aren't always what they seem at first. That's true. I was thinking, though. Anna finally met Evie's eyes. It's probably a good thing we have her working on the case. You see a bright side to all of this that I missed? Anna chewed her bottom lip, eyes returning to the floor. She reminds me of Hunter. There's something about her, the way she acts, the way she's full of herself. Maybe what we need is someone who thinks like him, and maybe that's why Lilith was picked for this case. From the mouths of babes. Evie couldn't believe it. Anna had done more to reassure her in minutes than dancing had done for her in hours. I suppose Fenris is trying to fight fire with fire, not that I'm sure it'll work. Are you sure it won't? We'll see how it plays out, won't we? That concludes Chapter 17. Runaway is currently available for you to listen to for free. I will release a new chapter every week until the book is finished. But if you can't wait to find out what happens, the ebook is available through Kobo and Amazon. Just search for Sabine Wilder or get a direct link from my website at sabinewilder.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to give me feedback, you can always email me at sabine at Don't forget to rate this podcast and help me grow. Thank you for listening, and have a pleasant night.